0: Akwaba, welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size, where you receive news, updates, discussion and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actually involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. This week we're reading over our recent article, What Would Nigeria Do? What Would Nigeria Do? The acronym for the phrase, What Would Jesus Do? is common, WWJD. However, there are several others for the acronym, like, What Would Rihanna Do? I chose Nigeria because they are our neighbours, but also because they are our rivals. The rivalry is real, but I say so in jest, because I want them to do well. But with the squad they're assembling, I thought who best to start the series, what would blank do, but with our rivals?" After Ghana's defeat to South Africa in the World Cup qualifier, the poor performance led to Charles Okonor to lose his position as head coach. Since then, Ghana have reappointed Milivan Ryavak, the man who led Ghana to a whisk away from the World Cup semi-final in 2010. With Milivan, Ghana have appointed Max Okonudu and Otto Addo as his assistants. With the way performances and results are shaping, time will tell as to whether this was planned in advance or whether this was a rushed appointment. Either way, knowledge and experience has been brought in. Knowledge and experience is needed at this precise moment because of our precarious position, three months before the AFCONs and 13 months before the World Cup in Qatar, to which we still need to qualify for. Missing out on Russia in 2018 was a massive blow, so to miss out on Qatar will be disastrous. What are the key areas that need addressing? The job is challenging, but it's an exciting project, a team in transition with a blend of youth and experience. The issues apart from our playing style is that the balance between youth and experience hasn't been corrected. And following failing to qualify for Russia in 2018, there hasn't been much direction with 13 months to Qatar 2022. To more of the issues, with a number of players now applying their trade in some of the most exciting teams and leagues in Europe, some are yet to be capped. And for the successful players coming out of our youth teams, opportunities have been hard to come by. But to our question and our title, what would Nigeria do? Nigeria were Olympic bronze medalists in Rio, and coming off the back of the World Cup, Nigeria would have been buoyed by their performances, despite elimination to an inspired Lionel Messi's Argentina. Nigeria a team of youth and experience, led by their statesman William Ekong, who is followed by a crop of exciting young players, including scoring hotshot Victor Oshiman. Nigeria don't have issues attracting players to play for them, unlike Ghana. The Diaspora travel far and wide to represent the Super Eagles, which adds to the balance of their youth and experience. With that experience behind them, with players playing in some of the most exciting teams and leagues in Europe, as well as Olympic glory and World Cup experience, Nigeria have much to look forward to in Cameroon, and hopefully Qatar should they qualify. Ghana on the other hand, in recent years we failed to qualify for the Olympics and missed out on the World Cup in 2018, and despite a lot of potential in the current squad, which we've covered, we have issues attracting players to play for us, the diaspora. We have youth and experience, but we don't have the blend, which costs Charles Akinor his role as head coach. With the AFCONs months away and the World Cup on the horizon, it's time to get it right. Looking on as a fellow African nation, what have Nigeria done in recent time to be successful? Early talent identification. Ghana, like Nigeria, have a huge population outside Africa. It's to this one of the reasons why they have a huge pool of players to choose from. They also have a proud identity. Players from all corners of the world of Nigerian descent are very proud to wear the green and white of Nigeria. My final bullet point is in reference to their brand. Nigeria's kits and culture has made it to mainstream media. Their music, lifestyle and culture is at the forefront of popular culture. And in addition, their football kits have been viral sensations. There are other factors, but for me, these are some of the key components, is with this, you can create competition for places, a medium-to-long-term project with a group and generation of players. And, as we've seen with other African countries, camaraderie with things like jammers create a bond and connection, as a group and as a country. What will Nigeria do to improve the circumstances around the current state of our national side? What are the differences in approach? I will probably see all three of the bullet points. Attracting and identifying talent is a huge part of the process. And in having a huge pool of the diaspora, in countries like the UK, Italy, the Netherlands and in Germany, Ghana must take advantage of this. As to bullet point two, I would interject in saying in Ghana we do have a proud identity, but it's just different as opposed to Nigeria's. And to bullet point three, branding and creating identity is important, as we've seen this summer with England at the Euros and many other countries. At the moment, I don't know what Ghana's identity with the national team is. What would you do? What do you think? That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories unfolding in the coming weeks. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarniou at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarniou on IG or Twitter. Thank you, take care, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.